This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Five days in, ten games into the Rugby World Cup. And at the recording of this episode on this Wednesday, the 25th of September, uh, we are looking forward to the next game between the Springboks and uh, Namibia. Springboks obviously losing that opening game against uh, New Zealand or their opening game against New Zealand by 10 points. Uh, and as always, I've got John Robbie with me. I've got Robbie Kempson with me. John, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk Special. Lovely to be here. Can't wait to chat about my favourite thing. Your favourite thing indeed, and it is Robbie Kempson's favourite thing as well. Welcome, Robbie. Absolutely. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me again. Looking forward to it. I mean, uh, let's get straight into the Springboks. And obviously with team selection, Rassi Rasmus making 13 changes. Uh, we expected that, but we didn't expect a certain Skulk Brits. Yeah, that's a strange one. Initially, I thought, oh my goodness me, they're taking it too easily. You know, I, I, I think back when Ireland beat the All Blacks for the very first time in, in Chicago. And the All Blacks played a, uh, they played Jerome, Jerome Kano at lock. They said, oh, no, no, we've got problems. We put him in here. But the real reason was they underestimated Ireland and they lost. So I initially thought there's a, there's, there's a case of that. But I think really what they're doing is, one, he has been groomed as the captain of the B team. Yep. On a Lions tour, you're dirt trackers, they call him. You've got to have a captain there who can get that spirit going, who can calm things down. He's got the experience, etc. And, of course, he can then move up during the game to, to hooker when the bench has come off. So I think it is an interesting selection. Um, I think they've got big men in the middle. They can win their line-out ball. They've got, on paper, a fabulously attacking backline, But this side has not played together. We saw against Argentina when they were disappointing in that, uh, in that game during the championship. So we're looking for a good performance, mm. a safe performance, avoiding a possible banana skin because Namibia played very, very well against Italy, surprisingly well. No injuries and no red cards. And a win by about, what, 20 points ahead at halftime? Whatever happens after that, get it out of the way. Absolutely. Robbie Kimson, uh, do you agree with what John Robbie's saying regarding uh, Skulk Brits? We know Rassi Rasmus has actually played him at eighth man on, on loan at the Stormers a while back. Uh, so it seems like it's just going back to his old ways. Uh, he's an exceptionally talented young man. Um, I've seen him play on the wing for Saracens a number of occasions. <laughs> so he, he really does have the ability to play anywhere. And I think eighth man, it's not going to be difficult for him to sl- slot in there. And I think his captaincy will be vital. Um, potential bananas. Can I agree with John? You know, we've really got to engage their fourth back. We've got to muscle up. We've got to take this game, you know, you know build an inning slowly and, and really, you know, engage their, their loose forwards, suck them in, particularly with driving malls and the likes. And, you know, defences are very aligned these days. So it's, it's quite easy just to be, you know, no one in the rack get your 13 men across the field. So, you know, if we get um, the ascendancy with our forward pack, we start bullying them, we muscle up, muscle up against them, I think it will give that very exciting backline some opportunity. And we do have a very exciting backline, uh, John Robbie. Uh, what stands out for me in the backline, or who stands out for me, is of course France uh, Stein. We haven't really seen him play, but it's good to see him start at number twelve. Well, about time we saw him start, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I think back, and and I followed him from from school when he was this ridiculously talented kid at Gray in mm. Bloom, and he went over to the International Rugby Academy, Murray Mexted's Academy uh, in New Zealand, with this huge reputation. The very first game he played, he took a ball, he kicked it 
at 70 metres. It bounced it into touch. Beautiful spiral kick. Turned back to get the congratulations of his teammate and his teammates crapped him out and they said, what did you waste good ball for? <laughs> and that's when he learnt about playing uh, an expansive game. Yeah. And if you remember when he burst into the team, he came in as a fullback. He was magnificent. He ran from the back. I remember him playing against Ireland, uh, creating all sorts of stuff. He looks like he's had that knocked out of him. And what I would like to see, we saw little hints that maybe he's still got something. Yeah. He seems to be playing with a smile in his face. We know he's had some family issues uh, at home. It looks like he's happy with the world. And I hope he's given carte blanche to try and open things up in midfield, go through that gap, offload, maybe Warwick Gallant coming at speed against yeah. the grain, opening things up. And I'd like to see it done from set piece. We saw Wales in that very first minute. They had a similar type of game against Georgia. After two minutes, they had a set piece scrum, a very simple but very good move, performed well. It put Davis under the post and the game was basically over. And I'd like to see us doing that in this particular game and I'd like to see Franz Steyn having a role in it. What do you think of that combination uh, with Franz Steyn and uh, um, Lucanio Am, uh, Robbie Kempson? Listen, I, I do think Lacanya is our best centre our third team, no question. And I, I'm also with uh, the Franz Steyn thing. I think mean, he, he showed little bits and pieces against Australia yeah. in the championship. But there's so much more we can expect from him. And also, I wouldn't mind seeing him having a bit of a run at 10. He seems to be our backup 10 for the big games. And you know, if that's not the case, then perhaps a bit of a run at 15. But you know, if he can bring any you know, hint of that excitement that he can bring to a game, you know, he can really electrify that back. And I think the combination with Am would work very well. Um, he does have a lot more strength and, and bulk, and he's, he's got deception as well, which people that uh, which we haven't quite seen enough of in recent times. Uh, but certainly, he he has that ability to be a game changer. Be it at 12, be it at 15. But I'm looking forward to see what he can do at 12. Can he, you know, grasp that jersey and take it forward, perhaps till the quarterfinal? And the combination of with him and Um works so well that you know, Rassi's satisfied that um, you know they can take it into the bigger games. Um, hopefully that is the case when it comes to France training. He's a tremendous talent. I just think he's unfortunately underutilised those talents in a number of the Springbok test matches. Mm. And of course, if we can do that and put our wings away, I mean, in Corsi and Mapimpi, our finishers are excellence. And, and nobody is going to catch them if we put them away. Warwick Lant is the guy. He's got so much talent. Yeah. I think he lacks that, that ultimate speed. I've seen him caught a few yeah. times from behind. But, but in terms of opening toes. up, twinkle toes, yeah. exactly. So let's look for a good game there. Uh, Herschel Yen. And she's, I mean, <laughs> that man should retire now. <laughs> you know, he should retire now because he can only get, get worse. That's a terrible thing to say. But we have a massive expectation on him. But he's got that X factor to spot a gap and to score tries. Elton Yanchis is, he just drives me mad. I've never met the guy. I'm such a fan of his. And yet he infuriates me because on song, he can, he can just control a game. And yes. I'd like to see him take the game by the scruff of the neck. I mean, the very fact that he's not on the bench for the big games is in a way... Uh, a comment on his inconsistency yes. because with that sort of talent and with that sort of goal kicking on form he really should be there let's hope for a good one from him Robbie Kenson talking about Alton Yankees would you feel it's uh, maybe a lack of a BMT with him because uh, the, the big games when he's under pressure you can almost see it but uh, when he's playing with the swag when he's playing uh, uh, you know laid back rugby he's very good and he controls the match very well yeah, I think it's, it's a confidence thing. There's no question. He does seem to go missing in your big games. You've seen a number of those uh, you know, Super Rugby finals and playoffs games that he's been in where he just seems to find himself in no man's land. 
um, as opposed to, you know, really taking things on the front foot. So when he has that confidence and he starts playing that type of game that you know he can, and I think we will see that from him in this game. I think he will tend to give it more of a crack that we're not going to be as conservative and rely on a picking game that we can't really execute anyway. Um, so I think he will be that guy that goes, you know, and he's got this ability of a front staying next to him. And I think, you know, Herschel brings that type of service to him that would be appropriate in it. You know, giving up width when he needs it and you know, getting back in the pocket when you know, he needs to get some more territorial advantage. So I think you know, for a game like Namibia, he's not going to be that um, tense. He's not going to be under that much pressure. And I think we'll see you know, the Elton that uh, you know, John alludes to. He's, he's yeah. got this terrific ability to get a back line going. I think that will be the case. But again, it's, it's up to those forwards to really muscle up and soften yeah. those guys up front to allow you to have that space to go out wide. In terms of Vincent Koch, he's starting a tight head prop. He owes us a big one in the in the green and gold, doesn't he, Robbie Kimson? He does. Another guy that's just never seemed to, you know, taken to Test rugby or international rugby. He battled when he came on the scene, particularly against Argentina, and then uh, he never, he's never seemed to kind of kick on from there. Which uh, I think now this might be that opportunity that he's, he's finally got. He's done tremendously well for Saracens. Mm. Um, in their big fixtures as well, so it'll be good to see him. As a, uh, you know, he's also a ball carrier. He can play both sides, but he's more aligned to the tight end side. We do expect big things from him. I just hope that you know, this time around he takes the opportunity and he shows us that he is an international class player. What do you make of that, John Robbie? You're asking me about front row players. Break. <laughs> There's only six people know what goes on in the scrum and they're the biggest liars in the world. When did a front row forward ever tell the truth? Now, Vincent Cock, he's got, he's got legendary status in, in, in Saracens. And, and as Robbie says, in the big games, and those big games are like international matches. Yeah. There's no question about it. So, so another big game for him. The other thing that's interesting, if you look at the bench, we have got a superb bench. And, and I think back to Jake White in 2007 when we were in real trouble against Fiji. And if you think about it, you have, you play your first team in every World Cup game except two of the pool matches. Yeah. That's basically it. Once yeah. you get to quarterfinals and the big pool matches, you pay your A team. Each quarterfinal, semifinal, final are finals. Yes. So they are there simply to win the pool, those two pool matches. Yes. That, that I'm talking about the, the B team, the B team if you yeah. like, and then to provide cover for the rest and put their hands up if, if they can. But Jake White, if you remember, was in real trouble against, um, and he emptied the bench at halftime. He emptied the bench and he can do the same. Yeah. So let's hope he doesn't have to do that. Let's hope that the, that the game uh, goes as planned. We soften them up early on, get some tries early on, create the chances, and the Maybe I know they're not in with it. The trouble is, it for them is a derby game. I mean, you look at it. Half this Namibian team grew up dreaming of playing for the Springboks. Let's yeah, be honest. Absolutely. I mean, you you look at this uh, um, Johan Tromp at fullback. My goodness me, he's a little tank. He gets stuck in. He runs at yeah. anybody. They've got lively halfbacks. They've got a back row. This is this Vian Conradi is absolutely terrific. They've got a couple of players. Hooker in particular. This this uh, uh, um, uh, Torsten van Jasveld, who yeah. plays for Bayonne. At top-level rugby, almost top-level rugby in France. For Namibia, this is the biggest game of their lives. And a lot of them play in South Africa, They John. do play in South Africa, and they're like a club team, yeah. if you think about it. So give them that chance. Give them a sniff, the sort of sniff that Russia got in their opening game, the sort of game that these guys got against Italy, the sort of sniff that Uruguay got against Fiji earlier on today. And this could be a very, very difficult game. What you have to do is start off and let every Namibian player say, oh, my goodness me, we're going to get hammered today. The Springboks are up for it. We haven't yep. got a chance. 
but give them that sniff. And we know, Robbie, what it's like when somehow you're playing against a minnow side and you say, oh my goodness, it's going to be one of those days. We must make sure the Namibians never feel that it's going to be one of those days for them. They must be looking forward to the final whistle. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think, you know, if you give them that sniff, as you mentioned, it's their World Cup final. This is their big game. It's yep. their derby game. Yep. They want to get stuck into us. And, you know, there'll be a, bit, a lot of niggle. Uh, you can expect that. Discipline's going to be key for us. But I agree, John. If you, you know, that wave of wave of, you know, that onslaught of the forwards coming around the corner, dashing into them, taking them back, getting big carries, so vastly important for us to stand for authority in this game early. Otherwise, it's going to be another long dreadful day at the office where we're all sitting there going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I was I was there in Brighton for that Japanese oh. game. A lot of people are very, very oh. uh, ashamed to admit they were there. <laughs> I was there that day, so I know what it feels like. You mentioned discipline, Robbie, and, and the referees have been under pressure. And let me make it absolutely clear. I'm not criticising the referees. I'm not having a go at referees as so many are. We didn't lose to New Zealand because of the referee, but there were inconsistencies. And Alan Roland, yeah. if you remember beforehand, that that uh, rare referee who also played international rugby, played scrum half for, uh, for Ireland. He said, we are going to be tough on discipline. We're going to be tough. Don't come whinging afterwards. And yet we've seen the, the, the referees have not backed that up. They'll have had their meetings. They've been taking an awful lot of flack in the media and on social media in particular, veiled digs by captains as well, mm. sometimes by winning captains. Mm. So I can guarantee any sniff of dirty or dangerous play is going to be punished. And the last thing we want is for a vital player to get a red card and getting a ban. So with the, the niggle and the, the, the motivation that Robbie talked about, which will be there because we come from the same neck of the woods, yeah. I hope Rassi has absolutely drilled into the guys. It's rather, it, 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 you rather give away a try than give away a red card. Okay, so discipline is something that will be key and I think I think Robbie's touched on a very important point. And you touch on it uh, very well, John Robbie and uh, Robbie Kempson. And uh, we, I mean, we're 10 games into the World Cup, as I mentioned at the start of this recording, uh, day five of the Rugby World Cup. We've just witnessed Uruguay oh. uh, <laughs> beat Fiji by three points, 30 points to 27. Uh, John Robbie, you actually watching that match? I watched I watch the game. What, yeah. First of all, the Fijians are the most terrifying looking side because you forget how big they are. And even the fat guys are, are, are athletes. They are fantastic. And when, <laughs> when they get going, I mean, they can tear anybody apart. Yeah. We know that. If there's one team I would not like to play against, it is Fiji. I once sat on the bench against Fiji, mm. in Fiji. You must have been happy. I was so glad I didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to come on and that was many, many years that was many, many years ago um, Uruguay came and they looked like amateurs they were small even the, the, you know they had back row forwards who looked under six foot etc they got stuck in they scored a couple of early points and you thought oh thank goodness they're not going to be embarrassed they're not going to be hammered then suddenly it was half time and they were ahead then suddenly it's halfway through the second half and they're ahead they tore into the Fijians the Fijians gave it everything at the end made a few mistakes and Uruguay won and it was magnificent do you know what the best part was the Fijians after the match they shook hands with the Uruguayans they hugged the Uruguayans the captain paid tribute to them in his speech and they never blamed anybody but themselves they never blamed the referee and I thought it was wonderful because it just shows that you know upsets can happen in rugby and there still is a a place for bravery and there still is glory in rugby and how many young Uruguayans will now say gee I wouldn't mind playing that sort of game and it shows with dedication with a little bit of professionalism with fitness with heart and a goal kicker. Yeah. You can be difficult to anybody. And I tell you what, it's a warning to us before.
before this Namibian mm. game, but uh, hopefully it won't happen. But it was wonderful. I don't think you saw the game, Robbie, but I think you saw the the aftermath to it. And and do yourself a favour and have a look at the highlights. Yeah, no, I was just going to have a look at that uh, the Uruguayan captain give his uh, tribute at the end. I mean, what a fantastic speech. Tears in his eyes. Yep. You know, absolutely everything about his country. Is that what the Rugby World Cup's about? I mean, they, they played in a little village that was rebuilt from nothing. Over a thousand people died in that tsunami. Mm. And, you know, to have that sort of raw emotion and, as you said, the sportsmanship shown by Fiji, it's just what Rugby World Cup and Rugby Worldwide is all about. And it's, it's fantastic to have something like that at the Rugby World Cup, which I think has been playing in a fantastic spirit throughout. And you know, even the likes of Georgia, you know, keeping Wales down just to, you know, the 50-odd points. Um, you know, the, the so-called minnow tier two nations have really, you know, stood up and climbed into to this Rugby World Cup. And, and yeah, well, there's one upset. And then I know one of my colleagues, Neil Andrews, is looking for a few more upsets as we go along. So, um, <laughs> I, want, I wonder why. Namibia against the Springboks. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let, let's, let's cert, certainly uh, hope not. And, and the pitches have been fantastic yep. as well. You know, the quality of the pitches. And and um, I spoke to um, a guy who's played over in, in Japan, and he said that, that these pitches are amazing, not because you have a team of people. You have one little guy of 70 who's a very traditional Japanese guy, and his job in life is to look after that pitch. Yeah. And he looks after that. It was Ryan Kankowski was the one who told me. He said, unbelievable. This guy's life is his pitch. You know, like the garden, like the yeah. Japanese yeah, garden, yeah. etc., and I think little things like that have been fantastic. And the coverage coming from Japan, oh, giving us those little insights yeah. into life in Japan, has been has been wonderful. Even the gong that they they bang, yeah. not the hooter, little thing like that is terrific. And of course, SuperSport has been carrying a lot of that beautiful coverage. Yep. Listen, uh, gentlemen, we could talk until tomorrow morning, so let's we're gonna have to cut it short, unfortunately. And I want to go to uh, the predictions for. Uh, the game against Namibia, John Robbie. I know you don't give us score predictions. Maybe, no, you can't. Can maybe, maybe, score on, prediction maybe at the final, rugby. please. Yeah. At the final, can I get a score prediction from you? If we uh, get to the final, I'll, ru- the I'll final. run around naked outside <laughs> and give you a, a prediction. No, I, th- I think, I think that. There's, there's two possibilities. Either we make it difficult for us. I don't think we can lose. Yeah. I really don't think we can lose. Otherwise, we might as well all give up in this country, okay? Mind you, we said that against Japan four years ago. I don't think we can lose. Do we go the easy way or do we go the hard mm. way? Namibia will be trying to make it as difficult as possible. They'll be running everything. They'll be trying to embarrass the Springboks. I would like to think because Rassi knows how important this game is. And also, of course, we have Canada. You know, at this stage, we haven't seen Canada. That could also be a similar type of mm. game. So I'd like like to think we go the easy route. I hope we don't get any cards. I hope we don't get any injuries. I hope Elton Yanchis puts his hand up. I hope Franz Stein puts his hand up. And I hope that Herschel Yanchis scores again. I'm still scared of her. He's, he's having the career I dreamt about. <laughs> <laughs> So you hope you hope that it's a blowout essentially for the Springboks. Yeah, I think so. I think you know, 25, uh, 30 points ahead at half time. Uh, the Namibians have gone, and we can cruise in the second half. Robbie Kimson, uh, your predictions? Yeah, listen, I'm a little bit more brash than that. Um, I'm, a, I'm also quite hopeful, but I'm hoping by around forty-five points. I think uh, the Springboks owe you know, the nation a big performance. I think Rassi wants a big performance from them just to you know start galvanizing that squad together. I think considering that first game and, and the sort of effort that a number of the players didn't put up, it's perhaps a slight opportunity for alert Diago and the likes just to perhaps you know, put a question mark or two in Rassi Rassi's mind around who's going to play in that quarterfinal. So mm. I think vital for the performance of certain individuals. And I, I do think, you know, with that back line, if it's forward back, 
gets any sort of go for that that time can carve a number of years to pieces. So that's why I'm more inclined to go to be between 40 and 45. I have to agree with you, gentlemen. I think it's going to be a blowout, 30 to 40 points. Uh, catch the game on Saturday, the 28th of September on Supersport 1. The kickoff is at quarter to 12 and uh, the coverage of the beautiful Rugby World Cup that we've seen will continue all around on Supersport 1. Gentlemen, thank you so much. John, Robbie. Cheers, Bootley. Cheers, Robbie. All the best, mate. Cheers. Thanks very much, James. Appreciate it. This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Engage with the team now. Hashtag Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app. Livepodcasts.fm